Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father Almighty God, tonight we ask with all sincerity that as we gather as a family, that you are led to do exactly what you intended it to do. We pray, my Father, that in your goodness and your kindness, you allow your word to come forth simply, but let it change us permanently. My Father and my God, may tonight and the subsequent few weeks that we're going to go into eternal rock of ages, let us just find a place where you can change our lives and we can be like you. Father, we thank you for all that you would do. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do today, so we were coming out of a character study, which was absolutely brilliant. And I'm, some of the stuff that we learned was, was absolutely mind-blowing. I'm really, 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 really glad that we had the chance to do that. That was something special. And so what we're going to do today is... We're going to have a look at how we can use the Bible to address practical, um, practical situations. Now, when I say practical, everything we've done so far has been changing, but sometimes we are confronted with a situation and that drives us into the word. And so what I want to do while I'm going through this is to show you how, hopefully, just to give you some pointers as how to address things like that. So each week we're going to deal with a different topic. And then we'll go from there. Now, this week, because um, this week we're going to be looking at the issue of delays and the issue of delays um, is key for everybody right now because things are changing really, really fast. Some things have happened. Some things have not happened. And so we're going to be looking at the issue of delays, which is absolutely fine. Now, based upon that, so that's this week's one. So I'm going to speak for about 20, 25 minutes and then we'll go into a few, um, have a few conversations. We may talk in between, but it, it all depends. The second thing I wanted to do is, what we'll do is next week we will, so what I'll do is I'll tell you what I'm going to do next week. That will give you a chance to read up and that will give you a chance to practice. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you a prototype today. And then as we go into the coming weeks, um, I'll give you the information that, okay, Let's practice. Now, as we go through the next couple of weeks, if there's a subject that you really feel we could, um, we could deal with, you can let me know, and then maybe we'll just deal with that. But you know what? This is how we're going to do it, because we want it to be practical. We want you to get the art of studying the Bible to solve practical or leading to practical outcomes we want you to get that down so you really enjoy it. Um, I'm most excited, so let's begin. And so today what we're going to be doing is, we're going to be looking at dealing with the delay. Now, the reality is sometimes things are delayed. So we, we find that that's, that's a reality of something that we all go through. And it's, what we're going to do now is, I'm going to basically show you, so literally I sat down while I was preparing this, and this was the subject, and this is the process of preparing for it. And so the first thing you want to do is, um, one of the things you want to do, especially if you're under pressure, is God, has anybody else gone through what I have gone through? 
Now, once you can identify that, because we know that the Bible is there to teach us, to guide us, and to ensure that we do things properly, we can then, once we've done that, once we've done that, we can actually say, okay, I know what to do next. So I can effectively do likewise. And so that's what we're going to do today. Um, and so the first thing, the first person we're going to have a look at, could you turn in your Bibles, please? And I'm going to read from the book of Luke, chapter two. So we're going to look at three people. Now, this might be quick fire because we're going to look at, the first thing is we're going to look at three people that dealt with delays well. And we'll look at some things in that. Then we're going to look at three people that didn't deal with delays well. And so what that gives you is, I want you to realize that you can learn from the positive examples you find in the Bible, but you can also learn from the negative examples you find in the Bible. Because the Bible is the truth, all of it will be able to teach you as the Bible says. Now, um, let me, actually, let me start there. Second Timothy, please, chapter three. And I'm going to read from verses, yes. I'm going to read verse 16. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation this evening, ladies and gentlemen. So Second Timothy chapter three, and I'm going to read from verse 16. Okay, Second Timothy three from verse 16. The Bible says every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Now, Paul was speaking to Timothy at that point in time, but he said all scripture was breathed by the Holy Ghost. So that means when you look at positive examples and negative examples, there's always something to learn. So dealing with the issue of delays, we're going to find people that dealt with it positively and people that dealt with it negatively. So let's have a look at the first, um, the first three, the first set, which is positive. The first person is in Luke 2. So let's turn to Luke 2, and I'm going to go to chapter, Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read from verse 14. Um, it's a very, it's a lovely verse of script, um, and I'm going to read from, read from verse 14. The Bible says the following. The child grew more powerful in grace for he was being filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. I am reading from the Passion Translation and I'm reading, for those of you that don't realize, I'm reading about Jesus Christ. And so that's also an absolutely brilliant place to start. Did Jesus go through what I am going through in one way or another? And how did he deal with it? So let's have a look at Jesus and the issue of a delay. And the first one is, then the child grew more powerful in grace for he was being filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to worship at Jerusalem during the Passover festival. When Jesus turned 12, um, in the older days, I would have said, underline that in your Bible, but highlight it if you can. When Jesus turned 12, his parents took him to Jerusalem to observe the Passover, as was their custom. A full day after that, they began their journey home. Joseph and Mary realized that Jesus was missing. They had assumed he was somewhere in their entourage, but he was nowhere to be found. After a frantic search among relatives and friends, Mary and Joseph returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After being separated from him from three days, they finally found him in the temple, sitting among the Jewish teachers, listening to them and asking questions. 
intelligence, intelligent understanding of all that was being discussed and at his wise answers to their questions. Now, let's pause for a moment. A couple of things I want you to notice. Number one, this sets the scene. Jesus goes to um, Jerusalem with his parents, but notice everything in the Bible is there for a reason. The first one I want you to point out is the Bible says Jesus turned 12. Now, Jewish boys go through a bar mitzvah at the age of 12. The reason they go through a bar mitzvah at that point, um, that point in time in their faith, they become responsible for their actions and mm -hmm. the faith that they have learned. By then, they have learned all prophets, the Psalms, and the first five books of the Bible. They would have memorized them. That's how they are. That, that, and that's what the bar mitzvah is. But at that point in time, they are welcomed into the adult community. So at that point, they can partake in adult celebrations of worship and they are responsible. Now, the Bible says Jesus turned 12. So it's very important to realize that whatever we're going to see now, Jesus is responsible for his action. So I'm going to read on um, from verse... 48. His parents were shocked to find him there. Mary scolded him saying, son, your father and I have searched for you everywhere. We have been worried, sick, not over, not finding you. Why did you do this to us? Why would you do this to us? Jesus said to them, why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house consumed with him? Now, any one of you that has a teenager will understand how that works. You ask a question, an answer in a language that you probably do not understand. But that's how it functions. Jesus responds as a typical teenager. This is the beautiful thing you must realize. Jesus was a 100% teenager. And the Bible then says that Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus is meant. All of us should feel better as parents. That means we are not alone when you don't understand your teenager. The second thing I want you to realize, and I'm, I'm going fast for a reason. Verse 51 and 52 are key. When the Bible introduces Jesus in verse 40, he's referred to as a child. By the time the Bible refers to him in verse 51, the Bible says, Jesus was responsible that he made a decision. And Jesus went with them back home to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured Jesus' words deeply in her heart. As Jesus grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. The favor of men increased upon his life, for he was loved greatly by God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what's happened? Jesus comes to realize this is who I am. And it creates an urgency on his inside. The Bible then says... He makes a decision. And so when we're dealing with delays, one word I want you to remember is you have to make a decision. So Jesus wasn't dragged back to Nazareth, kicking and screaming. The Bible says he made a decision. And the Bible has already told us the age of 12, Jesus is responsible for his actions. So then the Bible says he grows. He grows in wisdom. He grows in stature. He grows in maturity. Now, this is very, very important. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's take our declaration. It's 714. Lord, we are your people. 
We are called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray. We seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sin and heal our land. In Jesus' name, amen. We declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And everybody said, amen. Okay. All right. Amen. So we're going to continue. So we come to the realization. We're going to compare something. Notice Jesus takes a decision to go with his parents. Now I want you to do something. I want you to put into the chat box, if you can, when Jesus spent time with his parents, what did they train him to be? So pop your answers in the chat. Let's see how many. Um, I know I'm going to get lots of answers, but pop your answers in the chat. And I'm not trying to catch you out. I just want you to know. I would just want to make sure we're all on the same page. So in the chat, please put into the chat. Exactly. Okay, I've got a couple carpenter. Excellent. Um, so his parents, fantastic. Carpenter, carpenter. So basically what we're looking at is Jesus was a carpenter. Um, Bible, he wasn't trained as a Bible teacher. He was trained as a Jewish person and his parents trained him exactly what they said was a carpenter. Great. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That's absolutely fantastic. Now I want you to put that. Now this is what you do when you want to draw something out of the Bible. That means whatever decision Jesus took, got him through what was a delay because he realized he was a Messiah. His parents trained him as a carpenter. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17, and the Bible says the following in the Passion Translation. And as Jesus rose up out of the water, the heavenly realm opened up over him. And he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove. The Bible says God shouted. The old King James says the heavens were rent. Fantastic. Saying, this is the son I love and my greatest delight is in him. Let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Now, notice Jesus at 12 realizes this is what I'm meant to do. By the time this happens, when he's baptized, he's 30 years old. Uh, what Bible scripture are we studying? Okay, we're looking at different ones. Right now we're in Luke 2, verses 40 to 52. And I've just gone to Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Okay, that will catch up. We're looking at delays. So, Jesus now is 30 years old. He has for the last 18 years been trained as a carpenter. So my question, ladies and gentlemen, or what I will draw from that is when you are facing a delay, is a, the first thing that you've got to do, and this is one of the things, so let's keep it practical. So what did Jesus do? He literally lived the life that was in front of him, realizing that God was in control because he was trained as a carpenter. Now, the beautiful thing about it is 
when you look at Jesus a carpenter serve his calling as a messiah and so let me say this to anybody who's going through a delay so this is what we see when we see a positive example of Jesus Christ when he goes through a delay the first thing he does is he takes a decision and he takes a decision submits to his parents in that this is now a decision that he has made based on his relationship with God he goes home with them and he literally lives the life in front of him why am i saying that when you are facing a delay sometimes there's a tendency not to live so you are constantly focused on the thing that is being held back from you so we realize jesus didn't do that jesus lived life to the maximum as the carpenter as a member of the, the jewish community and everything came together in god's timing and so what I want to realize is, so I'm now thinking about, okay, so the first thing I need to do, Lord, when I come to a delay, one of the decisions I've got to keep in mind is I've got to live. Even though I'm waiting for something, that doesn't mean all of my life. That is, I need to pause and see the good around me and just basically live. Many times when we face delays, sometimes we don't do that. And so this is how I would draw this inference from the bible because the last thing i want to mention here and i want to move on is this notice what god said about jesus god says about jesus this let me quote the old king james this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased meaning this is a, another key thing we'll talk about this on another day but this another key thing is this when you're dealing with a delay have no doubt that god is preparing you for something because all Jesus did was live. By the time he was done, God said, I am pleased with you. So ladies and gentlemen, we see one other person involved in a delay, and that's the almighty God. And we realize that God is still in charge, even if it feels like what you're hoping for or praying for hasn't come yet. So that's a positive example. Now, I had three, but by virtue of time, so let's let, I'll do maybe one more positive and then I'll go to the negatives because I actually want to get through this. Um, I'll, I'll get through this today. Second, so the second person we're going to look at, which is a positive example, please tell me your Bible, 2 Kings 4, verses 8 to 17. Shulamite woman. 2 Kings 4, I'm going to read from verses 8 to 17. I'm reading from the modern King James. And the Bible says, And the day came when Elisha passed over to Shulem, and a great woman was there. She laid hold on him to eat bread, and it happened. As often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat bread. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I see that this is a holy man of God who passes by us continually. Please let us make a little room on the wall, and let us set a bed for him there, and a table, and a stool, and a lampstand. When he comes to us, he shall turn in there. And the day came, when he came there and he turned to the room and lay there. And he said, how's a servant? Call this Shunammite. And he called her and she stood before him. And he said to her, say now to her, behold, you have been thoughtful fast with all this care. What is to be done for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what is then to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, truly she has no child. Her husband is old. And he said, call her. 
And he called her and she stood at the door. And he said, at this time, according to the time of life, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your handmaid. Verse 17. And the woman conceived and bore a son at that time that Elisha had said to her, according to the time of life. Now, another example. This one is positive. This lady was waiting for a child. She did and notice, she did exactly what Jesus did. So this is where you realize the Bible will back itself up. She lived life to the maximum. Her and her husband had a great life, and she was not so consumed with what she was looking for that she was able to look up and be generous towards a man of God, a prophet, but in all sincerity, anybody around you. She was noticeable she noticed him she said first i'm going to feed him then she said i'm going to make space for him in months the beautiful thing is this is this is key when you are going through a delay look at what happens here first god will cause you to take actions that will end the delay she had no idea what Elisha was going to say when she built that room. Now, you must keep this in mind. I'm, uh, Christine, I'm humble. You've got to keep this in mind. That means God will cause you to do something that's within your reach to change something that is out of your reach. She does something and she builds a house. Now, that's the beautiful part. It is preacher's material, but let's stay focused. So that's the first thing she did. She lived life. She was kind and generous to somebody around her. And please let me say this carefully. I could go through the Bible and, and you know what? We can have fun with, um, if we, we can build a quiz. Think about what I'm about to say. And next week you can um, drop your lists to me. But this is something that you can do during the week. Find five people who, through kindness, triggered a miracle. Now, don't send me the list now, but I want you to find them during the week. And so next week, um, we'll, I'll find a way. I'll, I'll work something out so you can send your, um, send your answers in. It will be fun. The deal is this. Why am I saying it like that? The thing that she did, her act of kindness triggers her miracle. That's the first thing I want you to notice. The second thing I would love you to notice, and then I'm going to take... Um, your comments and everything in the next, uh, maybe about 10, 15 minutes. The second thing I want you to notice is this. When you are going through a delay, allow the word of God, God your relationship with God, a conversation with the Holy Spirit to confront the real issue. The lady says to Elisha, when he says, this time next year, you'll have a child. She says, no, my Lord, do not lie to your handmaiden. What, where did that come from? Repetitive disappointment. She, it, she obviously had been, people had said things, people had reassured things. And if you're ever going through a delay, I mean, some of the worst times, maybe your birthday or Christmas or something happens to somebody else that you want and you go there and you are the focus of everybody's prophetic gift, quote unquote. 
Everybody says, it's your turn next. This will happen. And it's, so she was discouraged. Now, key, do what you can do. It will trigger what you need. She couldn't make herself pregnant. She couldn't change that, but she could do what she could do. So when you're going through a delay, live life. We saw that in the first example. Do what you can do. Not what you can't. Focus on what you can control. Now, the reason I say that is, please confront the real issue. And the real issue, ladies and gentlemen, in any delay is your heart. Keep that in mind. Okay? That's the second positive example. Um, the, okay, yes. All right. Third positive example is this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the way we'll do it is this. If when we get through this example, we don't have much time left. What we'll do is we'll, next week we will cover the negative examples covering the same thing. And then we will go through um, a few more things. But let's see how we go. The third example. The real issue is your heart. Now, notice the real issue is your heart. Um, I will come to that question at the end, if you don't mind, very good question. Say, what do I mean by the real issue with your heart? Actually, let me explain it now. Please keep this in mind. The Bible says, your connection with God's ability comes through your heart. The Bible says, for with the heart, a man believes unto righteousness and confession is made unto salvation. Now, Pastor Agus has been speaking about words, so you realize it's one of the beautiful things about this is how we function. Let me quickly answer that because it's a really good question. Your heart is the source of your words. Matthew chapter 12, read from verse 34. Jesus said in the B part that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your words many times govern your actions, but they also create your reality. Sometimes it takes a while to create that reality. And we're coming to that. So it's a great question. I will answer it. But the issue is your heart. The center of the human being is your heart because your heart is where your words are formed. And when the Bible says heart, that means your heart is where you believe God and you can now speak the power and ability of God into your world. That's why I said the issue is your heart because that connects you to the power of the Lord. The Bible says so in Romans 10 verse 10 and the Bible says so in Romans 10 verse 17. And so that's why I said it's the center of the issue because it governs your thoughts, your words, and your actions. And they will trigger the events in your life. Um, I will come back to that, but I hope that gives you an answer you can grapple with during the week. Okay, let me go on. Third positive example is found in John chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. Let me go to John chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. The Bible said, then Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Aramaic, the house of loving kindness. 
in the old King James Athesda. And this pool is surrounded by five covered porches. Hundreds of sick people were lying there on the porches. The paralyzed, the blind, and the crippled, all of them waiting for their healing. Verse 4, for an angel from God periodically would periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters. The first one who stepped into the pool after the waters swelled would instantly be healed. Now there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years lying among the multitude of the sick. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. So Jesus said to him, do you truly long to be healed? The sick man answered him, no way I can get healed. I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. As soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, someone else jumps in ahead of me. Verse 8, then Jesus said to him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and you will walk. Immediately he stood up, he was healed. So he rolled up his mat and walked again. Now this miracle took place on the Jewish Sabbath. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's put this in context. This story is a very interesting one. The man had been there for 38 years. Jesus goes to find him. So, he had been at this place for 38 years, and he tells, Jesus finds him and said, would you like to be well? And he tells Jesus a story. Jesus listens. And please hear 100% God. That means if Jesus does it, God does it. Okay? That if Jesus does it, God does it. Now, what that means is when you are speaking, even in the place of pain, do not think that God is not listening. Jesus was patient. Jesus listened to his story. And as Jesus listened to his story, something happens. He says, I've been here for 38 years. Now, this is the third thing I want you to notice about going through a delay. The man had been there for 38 years. He said, every time I try, somebody else goes in front of me. I've been here for a while. I don't have anybody to help me. So he must have dragged himself to the water. Somebody else gets healed. He'll drag himself back to his mat. The next time the angel comes, he may try and position himself. He may start moving. Now, these porches really full. So he, was, he would try and try and try and try and try again, and he would fail. Now, let's keep this in mind. Two things I want you to realize about delays. Notice, Jesus comes to find him. Jesus knows his circumstances. So even if you're going through a delay, do not think that God does not know, understand, or is in absolute control. Jesus knew. Jesus came to find him, one out of what was about 5,000 people. The second thing I want you to notice is this, and please keep this in mind. What makes this man's story positive? It is very simple. He never gave up. Whenever you are going through a delay, please keep this in mind. Never give up. Just it, it's because remember, you are working with a God who is able to do the impossible. Never give up. He kept trying. And at the right time, when nobody else understood God came to hunt him down. And so let me say this to somebody. I, I would love to, and I'll say this to carefully, please keep trying because maybe the next time you try will be the last time you'll need to. God will find you. But when you're going through a delay, the first one was live life. The second one was look up, deal with the issue, look at your heart, 
The third one I, is very simple. Keep trying. Don't give up. And that's the key that this man made this man positive. He kept trying. And even when he didn't realize he was talking to Jesus Christ, Jesus said, would you like to be well? He told Jesus the story. Notice what happened next. Jesus said, you know what? Let me make it easy for you. Stand up and walk. So let me say this over somebody's life. God is about to make your circumstances and your situations easy. The delay will come to an end and he will move you into the next level. But the one thing you've got to remember is what? Don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Keep it in mind. Amen to all the amens. I join my faith with yours. Amen. All right. So those are the three positive examples. And we know that, so that there are other things we could talk about, but now, so that gives me a foundation that even when I'm going through a dark day, I have three or four things I can stick on my mirror and say, number one, I'm going to make a decision. Number two, I know that God will work the delay in my favor. Number three, my heart has to be pure before God. Number four, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to reach out to people. Number five, I'm not going to give up. So that you've just formed the list of things that you can speak over your life every single day. Okay, so that's positive. So let's flip to the negatives. It's 7.38 and we'll do this for uh, five minutes. Let's, let's do five minutes and then we'll, we'll go on. I do have three examples. And so let me, let me go to a negative example. Negative example, John chapter 11. I'll, I'll just do one. I have three, but I'll just do one. Turn with me, since we're there, there in the New Testament, let's go to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, I'm going to read from verses one to six. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I might go a little bit, a little bit quick. Okay. Um, after Jesus finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he went to minister in different villages throughout the region. Now, while John the baptizer was in prison, he heard about what Christ was doing among the people. So he sent his disciples to ask him this question. Are you really the one prophesied? Are you really the one prophesied would come? Or should we wait for another? Jesus answered them and he said this, give John this report. The blind see again. The crippled walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised back to life, and the poor and broken now hear of the hope of salvation. And tell John that the blessing of heaven is upon those who never lose their faith in me, no matter what happens. Pause for a moment. This is a negative example. What happens to John the Baptist? John the Baptist finds himself in prison. He realizes that Jesus is who he says he is, but he can't understand. Why don't you free me? Get me out of here. He's facing a delay, but then he does something. And this is what I want you to remember. When you are going through a delay, if the other ones were do's, this is a don't. Do not say anything that is contrary to what you believed in the beginning. John the Baptist recognizes Jesus by revelation. John the Baptist baptizes him. He's the one who sees the Holy Spirit come on Jesus. The heavens open. There is an audible voice. Everybody knows that this is the Messiah. Now, because of John's circumstances, now please keep this in mind. Because of his circumstances, he sends a message to Jesus and says, 
maybe you're not real. Now, I want you to remember that is an absolute don't because please keep this in mind. God is faithful. And so what, when you're going through a delay, control what you say. Do not say anything that is contrary to the God you have believed in the beginning. Why am I saying that? Because remember, who sent John? When you read John 1, um, John chapter 1, he wasn't the author. John chapter 1, reading from verses 1 to 9, John the Baptist says that I am not the light. I know who I've been sent to come before. I know, okay, um, what if it, what if John believed in his, sorry, your question is, is great. Isn't John checking to be sure? No, he's not. Okay, let me explain why. John was the one that told all of Israel Jesus was coming. John was the one, it was his message. When you look at the story in, in Matthew chapter three and leading into Matthew chapter four, John was preaching that, listen, there's somebody coming and this is who he is and this will be who recognizes Jesus by revelation. So he had no doubt, but his circumstances twisted his views. Now this is key. Satan wants you to literally with your mouth undo what God wants to do in your life. And he will cause you to say something that is not true because ladies and gentlemen, you're now focusing upon the circumstances. Now, what if he believed it in his heart, but did not say it? Let me keep this in. <laughs> this is why we write things down so we can remember. Thank you very much. That's a great comment. I was going to come to that you jumped out at me. Thank you. So hear me well. Ladies and gentlemen, the comment in there is this is why we write things down. Please write down the reference. Habakkuk chapter two, verses one to four. It's one of my notes. That's it. Fantastic. You write things down so that you can remember them. And every time you read them, the same level of energy will take you forward. Let me go back to John the Baptist, just so we're sure. One, he was not checking to be sure. He was hurting. The second thing is this. What if John believed it in his heart and he did not say it? Please remember, this is key. Go with me to Mark 2. So let me keep that in mind because like, oh, well, if I don't say it, then God doesn't hear me. Very important. Mark chapter 2. And I'm going to read from verse 5. When Jesus saw the extent of their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, my son, your sins are now forgiven. He's healing the paralyzed man. Okay. The second thing is this. This offended some of the religious scholars who were present and they reasoned among themselves. Who does he think he is to speak this way? This is blasphemy for sure. For only God can forgive sins. Jesus, notice the next phrase. Jesus supernaturally perceived their what? Thoughts and said to them, why are you being so skeptical? Normally, I will go to Psalm 19 verse 14, but this drives it home. You speak, we speak, ladies and gentlemen, as Christians on two levels, audibly and inaudibly. 
That means the thoughts of your heart, they are actually words. They're words. Now, if they are words, they hold the same weight. So if you are constantly thinking something, you are actually saying it, but nobody else can hear you, but it stands before God. The Bible says, Psalm 19, verse 14, I'm watching the time, ladies and gentlemen, great question. Psalm 19, verse 14 says the following. The Bible says from the old King James, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Ladies and gentlemen, keep this in mind. What you are thinking has the same effect as what you are saying. So you have to work on both. Uh, I see work, comments going through, fantastic, but this is key. So why am I saying it? When you're going through a delay, do not say anything contrary to what you believe. How do you do that? You say, Pastor, that can't be that's so difficult. Joshua chapter one, verse eight says the following. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night so that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you shall make your ways prosperous and you shall have good success. Notice the Bible says, and the Bible says the same thing in Psalm 1 verse 2. The Bible said the blessing that comes upon the man in the someone comes because he meditates in the word of God day and night. That is equivalent to you having on your mirror, on your bedside, on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop a scripture that you read every single day. That's why the cornerstone that Pastor Agu does is so important. You can repeat it, run it on repeat so that you are saying and declaring God's word. This is key. Please keep this in mind, okay? So what don't you do? So let's wrap this up. Um, so what don't you do? The first one has already, so let's wrap this up and then I'll take some comments, okay? This is how I build. So when you now come to a delay and some, I'm giving somebody advice, I'm going to give them advice from these areas of the Bible, some of the areas that I've shown you. So what am I encouraging you to do? The, from the examples that are positive, you can do likewise. Um, what were the points you said we should write down? Now, what I said you should write down are the things that you want to happen. So let I use the examples. Amanda, good question. I used the examples from the people we had studied earlier. So the first thing I said was make sure that you make a decision. Make sure you make a decision. I'm going to run through, let me run through a few things that you need to do so to make it easy for you, Amanda. And I, and I hope it will help everybody else because it's a nice way to summarize and then we'll, we'll take it. The first thing is write down what you want to happen so that you can say it. Write it down. Write the promise down. Put it somewhere you can see it every day and speak it over your life. Habakkuk chapter two, verses one to four. We've already spoken about that. Second thing I would encourage you to do going through a delay. The second thing, 
I'd encourage you to do is don't do life alone. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. So the second thing you can act as a takeaway is this. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25 says, the Bible says, so now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. So God is faithful. And the Bible says, cling tightly. But notice what it says next. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Ladies and gentlemen, this is key. The second thing you want to do, don't do life alone. Find a group of people that you can do life with so all of you won't be weak at the same time. All of you will encourage one another to go through things. Encourage each other, whether it be you're sending a text message to two or three of your friends or pray with your friends, but don't do life alone. Okay? Um, three things. You could, Three things. So this is, as two, this is number three. Turning your Bibles, please, to Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The Bible says the starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Jehovah God. To receive the revelation of the Holy One, you must come to the one who has living understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, understand how God functions. The Bible is, this is actually clearer in the older King James. I'll flip there. And it says the following. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Why? The more you know how God functions, the easier it is to walk with him. When you realize, if you look through the Bible, God is always using the circumstances and situations that we go through to fulfill his project plan. That is to cause us to be like him. Genesis 1 verse 26. So what do I encourage when you're going through a delay? When you're going through a delay, understand how God functions. So when you read the Bible, you see us in the lives of others, there'll be one common thread, and it's this. God uses delays to cause his plans and purposes to come to pass. He uses it to train us, and he uses it to make sure things happen the way he has planned it. And so I want you to realize whenever you're going through a delay, God is never far from you. Um, number four, always look inwards. We've spoken about that beautifully. Hebrews 4 verse 12, allow the word of God. Actually, no, come with me, please, ladies and gentlemen, just, just come with me. Psalm 119 verse 11, 119 verse 11. And Psalm 119 verse 11 says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That means as long as you've got it just reiterates how important your heart is. If I can keep the word of God in my heart, then it causes me not to sin against God. That means I will do all that is necessary, allowing God to make my world happen. And finally, understand that strength does not come from anywhere else 
accept God. So that's key. What is key there is how you reach the Lord. So the ways you reach the Lord, your prayer time, your worship time, your study time, Bible studies, reading, praying are paramount. They're not waste of time. Your quiet time is critical because strength does not come from anywhere except the Lord. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, when we're looking at delays, we now realize that the Bible may gives us positive examples. It gives us negative examples, although we already did one, but it was a nice one. Negative examples that we can learn from. And then also we can now draw from the Bible things that we can and should do. That is how, uh, so hopefully that gives you a bit of a template as to uh, what to do whenever you're facing a situation. So this allows you to go through the Bible to literally filter out things that will help you going forward. Okay, now we have had a few comments in, in questions in the, in the comment section. I will only take probably just one question today, but next week we're going to be dealing with another subject and I'll tell you what it is before we get there. Um, and we're gonna go through the same process, but then next week I will allow a lot more questions, a lot more time, simply because you've had time to prepare. And um, so next week, we are dealing with changing jobs, changing jobs and changing plans. So any other questions for today? I will answer maybe one or two questions. We've only got about four minutes and then we'll go from there. Any other questions for today? Pop your questions into the chat box and we'll go from there. I hope it's been clear. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, amazing, amazing. <laughs> I'm humbled. Um, so yeah, so... Any other questions, pop them into the chat box. Let's see. Um, I hope I've answered all the ones that have already popped up. Are there any other ones? I'll recap the last five points. Yes, I can. The first one is write down the promises so you can read it and say it every day. The second thing is don't do life alone, okay? Don't do life alone. Do life with a group of sisters or brothers, um, a group of friends. It really helps you grow. The third thing is understand God's ways. Now, when I say understand God's ways is look at how God deals with people in the Bible. Okay. Look at how God deals with people in the Bible. Number four, and understanding God's project plan that God wants us to be like him. And he uses our circumstances and situations to change us. Um, number four is always look inwards words thoughts and actions come from our heart first so look inwards now a couple of scriptures i have there you can write these down hebrews 4 12 second corinthians 3 17 to 18 hebrews 4 12 second corinthians 3 17 to 18 the word of god is what changes us on the inside okay um, the other two negative examples, I can only give you the titles. I can't draw them out. So number one was Sarai. That was Sarah, Sarah before she became Sarah. That is in Genesis 16. That in Genesis 16, from one and two, that was a negative example. And the negative example is don't do things that God does not sanction just because everybody else is doing it or respond under pressure. The third, the second example was Saul. 
And Saul's example, Saul's example is in 1 Samuel 13, 6 to 14. And it's key. Don't do things that are not in line with your faith or your belief. When Saul got into trouble, he decided to offer a sacrifice himself, even though he wasn't a priest. Under pressure, we do silly things. And we do things that are detrimental. That means we think, we say, or we do things that actually break our faith. So those were the negative examples I was going to use. So that's Saul, Sarai, and we use John the Baptist. And number five of the things as a recap is this. Understand that strength, ladies and gentlemen, comes from nowhere else except God. So however you come in contact with God, the Bible, prayer, worship, obedience, that's doing what God says, and giving in those five areas, make sure that you keep them sacrosanct because they're going to be the key of strength. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've had a wonderful evening. It's eight o'clock. So next week, we're dealing with changing jobs and changing plans. So what I want you to do is the pressures of having to change jobs, having to change plans where things change, study it during the week, follow the template, find positives, find negatives, and let's draw inferences and let's have some fun next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, may God be kind to you and may God grant you miracles wherever you need them. If you are Amen. believing God for healing, may God heal you. And if you are going through a delay, we pray that your needs and the timing of God coincide so that everything works together for your good. God will be kind to you. Amen. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.